Yo, 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 welcome to the Good Times of Killing Us podcast, spoiler cast edition. As always, I am your boy David, and I'm here with K-Town. Town. And Marquise. Yo, 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 yo. And today we have a very special guest, the one and only J.B. James Brown. Hello. Oh, Hello. shit. Oh, Thank shit. you for having me. Hello. 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 <laughs> Bring it back. Alrighty, y'all. So we just got back from seeing Ari Aster's Mid-So-Mar. All right, guys. So before before we start talking about the movie, let's kind of talk about what Ooh. we are expecting. What uh, you know, talk about Ari Aster a little bit. Like, what's going on? So we're gonna take about so, about six or seven minutes of spoiler free zone. So let's kick it off. I'm gonna kick it off first because I had not seen I've not seen Hereditary. I've not seen something strange about the Johnsons. I'm coming into this completely fresh. I've seen the trailer for Midsummer, but other than that, I have no context for where this movie was going to be about. I was coming in blank slate. And that's the I really like to to watch. That's the best way I like to watch movies. So, on that aspect, I was stoked to go in that way. Yeah, I think you had a pretty unique experience having not seen it at all. Uh, K-Town, you had seen both uh, Something Strange About the Johnsons and Hereditary. Yeah, so I was super fucking stoked for this, because Hereditary was one of the, probably the first horror movies that have legitimately scared me in like, the past 15 years of my life. Mm. So I was so fucking pumped for this. And then there's something about the, what, Jeffersons? Uh, Johnsons. Johnsons. That shit was just some, like, off-the-wall shit that I love. For those that don't know, Something Strange About the Johnsons was a student film that Ari Aster made. It's about 30 minutes long. You can find it on YouTube. It's super weird. You can see a bunch of cool reaction videos and whatnot. Uh, but also, uh, Jay ba- James Brown, what do you want to say about your experience with Ari Aster? What were you expecting? What, 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 where are you coming from? Uh, well, my first exposure to him was Hereditary, which I thought was fantastic. Uh, I got suckered into seeing Hereditary because I knew that it was an A24 production. I'm an A24 fanboy. Uh, I talked about this with David Payne earlier, but very rarely does a production company uh, win me over where I want to see all their films. But uh, yeah, A24 is probably the hottest movie production company out there, and if they're attached to something i want to see it i saw hereditary fell in love with it so i saw that ari aster is attached to that fell in love with him and now i saw that a24 and ari aster were both attached to midsummer and that's what suckered me into going to wanting to go to see this yeah a24 i know they also did the witch i think that was the first movie that i knew that they had done uh, they also did what Ladybird, um, Spring Breakers, Mid nineties, Moonlight, Mid nineties, Moonlight. Which one? That won an Academy Award. Yeah, was, Best what, Picture. Wow. What uh, was yeah. the What was the Wood one? Where like it's like zombies, but it's not zombies. Huh. I don't know about that I, one. I actually saw that in theaters a couple of years ago. It was really good. I got a fucking like. Um, what is it? I got to look it up now. What I can say about a lot of their movies that they use. You talking make, about the Wood? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing that kind of runs true with a, a lot of the A1, A24 movies is they just kind of scratch an itch that you weren't expecting. There's a certain, they hit something that's a little bit more real than a lot of the production companies do. And I think what's also unique is they're one of the few production companies that people actually keeping up with. No one knows, no one's talking about like, oh, you heard that new Miramax yeah, that yeah. dropped, you know? The movie, the movie was, um, <laughs> it comes at night. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Every, Everyone thought it was like a zombie movie, like, from the previews. It's a solid movie. I like yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So what were y'all expecting from this movie from the trailer? I, I think I was expecting just a little bit of the old fuck me up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, and it did. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of got like a, uh, like, maybe like a weirder, more, like, hostile vibe from the uh, trailer. Because, you know, it's really? like. It's like, you know, European fucking yeah. American tours going to Europe, Europe and, like... That's you know, true, yeah. Shit. So I, I was kind of thinking it was going to be, like, just, like, a bunch of, like, weird, like, pagan torture porn. Yeah. It I does, especially that. at the beginning, it does... Actually, throughout the whole movie, it does kind of play off of that same anxiety of, like, yeah. fear of the unknown, of the foreigners. Mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. You know? Yeah, the trailer kind of definitely set me up to... I was like, what is going on in this fucking place? I'm in. And you know me, I don't go out much. I don't go see movies a lot. But this definitely, from the first time I watched the trailer, I was like, I'm going to go see this movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's tickling that itch. That that mystery fucking... Uh, what, is the, what is this cult, daytime cult mm-hmm. doing out here? Like, what is this about? Yeah, uh, with me, uh, uh, every A24 movie, whether it's a horror film or whether it's more of a drama uh there's always going to be some huge uh plot twist bomb in the middle of the film 
Sorry. Yeah. There's always, I'm sorry, there's always going to be some huge plot twist bomb in the middle of the film. All of the trailers are super vague, kind of like uh, Mid-90s and Moonlight. You just mm-hmm. got to see the, the movie to realize, like, what's going to be the jaw-dropping moment. And, uh, yeah, I, I just was like, okay, I don't know exactly what's going on, but I know there's going to be something in there that's going to blow me away, so I want to see it. Yeah. Overall, the, the main thing that struck me about the trailers was that this was a, a horror movie, but it was piercingly bright. All, everything looked, looked very bright, and the whole thing, the whole idea of like, okay, how is he going to gener- uh, scare us in this environment? Because so many horror movies rely on darkness to, mm-hmm. to make you fear the unknown. But this movie, it's barely any nighttime scenes, dude. No. It's almost all in the daytime. Yeah, it's, it's, well, even like the nighttime scenes are still day. Y- True. True. Yeah. 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 Because it's like they were like it's nine p.m. They're just like all like the uh, like scenes where like they're sleeping in the dark room. It's just they have blackout curtains. That's a good point because well actually you know what are we ready to get into? Yeah. Let's get. I was just about to say let's get let's get right into it. Alrighty, y'all. So this this is it. Spoiler warning off the top. Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. It is starting right now. All right. So at the beginning of the movie, we find out that there's this couple and they're having a strained relationship. Um, there's a girl who has a bipolar sister who we find out uh, what ha- what happens with her. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. Apparently, well, she's given, they're, they're strained because she's dealing with her sister all the time. The boyfriend isn't really here for it, but I guess she sends her sister. Boyfriend's fucking dick. Yeah. yeah she, they have yeah. a very strained relationship. He fucking sucks. Wait, let me chime in, though. Okay. He's, James Brown's going to defend him real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He's, he's a dick, but there are certain sensibilities with him that, like, you can't completely hate him because, like, for instance, uh, he's there for her uh, when she's grieving. And, uh, no, nothing wh- wrong out, with Out of fucking yeah. guilt, not because he wanted to be. Well, well, he, well let's, immediately, let's... he immediately tries to, like, hide going on a trip to get away from her. Well, yeah, real quick, so... what happened was um, there's this couple, and the uh, pretty much they have a strange relationship, and the girlfriend has a bipolar sister who evidently committed murder suicide with her family with her and her mom and dad mom and dad she um i guess uh what, what exactly did she do she uh ran a bunch of tubing from the cards off into carbon carbon monoxide yeah i can never yeah. carbon monoxide so basically um these two like the, the boyfriend was talking to all of his friends about like how he was kind of wanting to break up with her and all this stuff and then all of a sudden his girlfriend's whole family dies her sister her mother, her mom, and dad. So he's like, "All right, shit, I was about to break up with you, but yeah, you can't break up at that point." But even yeah. she realizes, like, she she was talking to her friend on the phone before she found out, and she's like, "Yeah, I think he's gonna break up with me." You know, he doesn't really. You basically, they were they had a dead relationship. Yeah, it was over already. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for the finishing cut, and then she has her whole family dies. And you can't if you're if you're the dude that is like, whoa, that's too heavy for me. I mean, it's like, man, you just gotta take it. You know, like you, you can't be that guy who walks out at that point. So he sticks with her, um, but nonetheless, he's got some other friends, and you can tell that they're all like postgraduate students. Him and one of his other friends are working on their doctorate degree, so they have to do a doctorate thesis. They're looking for inspiration, so they sign up to go to Sweden to this big. Uh, Midsommar Festival. Yeah, so they have a friend who is, I guess, he's a native to that place. He's from mm-hmm. this, like, little, um, this little town where they have uh, this, these traditions and stuff, and he, I guess, offers to take them there for the, the, the summer solstice festival that they have. And they're hyped because they're both, again, they're, they're postgraduate students, they're trying to find inspiration. One of them, uh... Well, uh, they hint, they hint at the boyfriend, which, we're just gonna, for, for the sake of the podcast, I guess, you, you guys just wanna call him, uh, fake, um... <laughs> fake, fake Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah. Bootleg Chris now. Pratt. So, so who are the names of these people? We've got Bandersnatch. We got, <laughs> we got, we got, we got fake, fake, fake Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Um, Urkel. <laughs> Your boy was also. He was okay. like a cool Urkel, though. I don't know, man. Then we got like what? Bootleg Jennifer Lawrence? Like, no, what is, no, nah. Bootleg uh, Mary Kate Ashley. I liked her. She the whole I, I liked her too. I, liked her I found myself the whole yeah. movie hoping that she didn't get like fucking yeah. sacrificed. Yeah, I was like, everyone yeah. else sucked. <laughs> Urkel yeah. was cool. Urkel was fine. Yeah, my bad. Urkel was my boy. Bro was my favorite character though. Like, like yeah, he was one. I mean, until. Let's keep on with the plot. We'll go. Okay. We'll get into that. So, so uh, pretty much. Um, the boyfriend of the girl whose parents had died and sister had died, he, he kind of springs on her. He's like, hey, um, me and my homies are going to Sweden. And she's just like, oh, 
you're going to Sweden, like, you know, and this is a year later, but she's still grieving. I mean, once your whole family dies, you're grieving pretty hard. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Did, did they well, say it was a year later? That's what one thing I, I found out it was a year later. Oh, but, wow, okay, yeah. okay. The way he does it, though, she, they're at a party, and the friends are like, yeah, we're going to Sweden next week. And she's like, oh, really? Oh, word. How long are you going for? Oh, a month and a half. So I'm just here with no, with dead-ass family. Like, literally going. didn't tell her, like, she had to find out from someone else, like, and he was just like, yeah. So, basically, um, I guess he feels bad. Well, actually, no, I think the Swedish guy, some, somehow, uh, it was so that he wanted to invite her to come with them, and she ends up going, and all the homies are just like, all right, well, I guess your girlfriend's coming with us on this trip, all they, right. They weren't right. really, really cool with it, but they, you know, I mean, her parent, her Urkel, whole family Urkel died. and the, the German dude were, seemed pretty chill. The Swedish dude. The Swedish dude. Uh, the Swedish dude actually seemed kind of about it. They're all German. But we'll get at, into that later. Struggling to get names. They're coming back to me slowly. We'll get some names We'll in call here. him yeah. Hans. Like, Hans <laughs> is Swedish. I'm going to call him Pele. Swedish guy. His name is Pele. Uh, I'm not going to fuck him. Yeah, it was All right. <laughs> so, so as Hans. It, Hans. So as it goes, <laughs> they do eventually go out to, uh, they go out to Sweden. They go out to this um, this little commune. They find out they're like a weird kind of culty, like literally like a culty commune. They go out. And right off the bat, they arrive, and just immediately they're like, hey, you want to party with us? They're like taking shrooms, literally, before, before they, they even they pack. They stop or like, like a unpack. mile away, and like, they're, they just get out of the car, and they're like, all right, we're going to leave this field and take shrooms for a day now. Yeah, and that whole time, I was just thinking, I mean, I remember you and I were just like, dude, like... Bad her, idea. Your parents <laughs> just, your whole family just died. For those of you who have not, who are thinking about taking any kind of drugs like that, I'm not, you know... Psychedelics, hallucinogens, whatsoever. Oh, this is a, this is kind of common knowledge, but don't do that if you're in a bad place. If you've had something really bad happen to you recently, even if it was a year ago, if, you're, if your whole family died, you probably don't want to do streams for a while unless like, there's someone who's really knows what they're doing guiding you through it. But she, her parents, had, her whole family died. Hashtag pro tip. She's taking shrooms. <laughs> they're, they're all they're all kind of chilling. It, it skips to a couple, like a little while later, they're all tripping, and she starts having a bad trip. She starts having a bad time. I mean, uh, she she sits with uh, your boy uh, Pele, Pele Hans, and uh, he starts talking to her about um, his roots in the community and stuff, and how they're his family, and he lost his family, and uh, this is his, and just a lot of like trigger family talk that she's not ready to have, and so mm-hmm. yeah, she starts having kind of a bad time. I think she like passed out in the woods yeah. or something. They One found other her. thing I want to add though, like every time someone trips in this movie, you're seeing that trip for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, there's there's just like plants in the background just distorted, or there's like a flower on someone's head that's just like breathing. Yeah, yeah, a lot and of, it's, and it's like real subtle, and you just it's just there for like. An extended period. Yeah, they have that visual going on a lot because there is actually a lot of hallucinogenics in this movie, whether yeah. it's like the teas or whatever drinks they're drinking. Or, juice. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> but that was a cool visual, though. No, the badge juice or the no, <laughs> no, not that. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But moving on, so they get there, they uh, start tripping. She has a bad time. And then we cut to, I guess she falls asleep in the woods. So they, they come out, after she uh, she falls asleep in the woods for a few hours, they wake up the next morning, I guess, and it's time to get to the main the main attraction, the main event. Well, they also see that there are, there's this British couple there that just kind of like, hey, we also were interested in seeing what was going on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, so we meet, we meet some of uh, Hans's uh, friends from the commune, people that he's known his whole life, or a friend that he's known his whole life that he grew up with. And he brought some friends, which I thought was sketch already. So it seems like yeah. everyone's bringing yeah, people. Potentially bringing foreigners. Mm-hmm. Because so, they were from England or I mean, London. A whole, a whole lot doesn't happen, like, when they get there. They get there, they introduce themselves, like, whatever. They all, like, kind of pack it in for the night. There's, like, a weird scene where a lady comes up and she's like, all the kids are watching Austin Powers. Do you want to watch? And that was weird, yeah. And then, like, the, yeah. the real shit starts happening the next day when they fucking wake up. And okay. they're like, yeah, we got this fucking ceremony. He did even say he was like, "Yeah, tomorrow." And didn't yeah. didn't Josh Urkel? Didn't he know? Yeah, he, he knew. He knew what was. He knew the like, the ritual name. Like, he was well, smiling about. It. They were like, "So yeah. is this gonna be weird, huh?" And he was just like smiling. He was like, "Yeah, you'll see." Like, but you didn't know. Did, the yeah, next day, yeah. Was, like, I don't. I don't think he knew. Yeah, he, he probably didn't think it was gonna go to that extreme. He so, seemed chill with it. Well, okay, so let's go into it. So they they had this big banquet. They're all chilling. They're all eating, and then they're like, "All right, it's all everything is very." Like, there's two older people at the head of the table that are like. The centerpieces for this banquet. 
Which it's, 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 it's good to mention early on they were talking about the stages of life, and at one point they were like, yeah, uh, it's like 56 or 72 is 70, this stage. And 72 you die. And then they were like, so what happens to 72? And they were just like... <laughs> and then, but then we soon find out. So they go out, they, they eat this banquet, they go off to this kind of like mountain rangey type of area, and they're all chilling underneath this big uh, cliff. cliff. And then you're kind of thinking like, this movie has a lot of moments where you're thinking, oh, is this going to happen? And you're like, yeah, it's going to happen. It's, it slowly comes up. The dude rolls up, the dude's on top of the cliff, and he's looking down, and everyone's just kind of like making all these noises, and they're bringing all weird, and, and our people, the, the foreigners like us, they're, all, they're just kind of like, all right, what the fuck, and then your boy. Well, first, the... the I, don't, I don't know if you mentioned, but uh, they, they made like a subtle reference a little bit earlier, like they have the different groups of what you're supposed to do for the ages where yeah, you stay yeah. exactly and yeah, yeah, yeah. they made a reference to once you turn 72, 72 yeah that's it yeah that's it for your life but they thought that was a joke yeah it seemed and, like a joke at the time. <laughs> they ain't playing <laughs> you're 72 you're done so homeboy old 72 year old dude is on top of the cliff he's doing some yoga or some shit well first the woman goes she jumps off the cliff what's the oh yeah you're right it wasn't yeah, right. yeah, so yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she she lands on a rock and her head just straight that, that was the most gruesome, like, head explosion. Yeah, she yeah. jumps I've off the cliff seen. and hits the rock full on. There's a, oh, yeah, the, did we mention that the, there's a fucking boulder on the ground? Yeah, yeah there's a boulder specifically. That, that, that is the kill yourself The boulder. slam spot. That's yeah. the sweet spot. <laughs> Let's describe that. Like, that was, I've seen a lot of horror movies, but this was done, the way that her face smashes that, that rock. That was so fucking brutal, man. But what was next was even worse the old guy, he does, like, the woman's, like, swan dive off the fucking cliff. The way you would imagine someone jumping off a cliff. And she, she died quick instant. She it, slams her face, and yeah. then she, you, she lifts up her face, and her whole face, like, hit the rock so hard that it detached. It yeah. peeled off. She, yeah, she was peeled off. She was dead. The yeah, old, old dude comes up, and he just straight pencil drops. Yeah, why yeah. would, off yeah. the fucking Who cliff. would jump like this? I wonder. So he lands straight on his feet, breaks both his <laughs> legs at a completely 90 And they have the shot, the, the look at it shot. Yeah. The, look, at this yeah, yeah. look at this shit. Yeah. And then he's just laying there like, Aah. Yeah, he does not die. This does not kill him. So then they, they, they scroll back, and there's just this big dude with a mallet, and everybody's looking at him like mallet man. And then he, the mallet man passes the mallet to somebody else, and, and he's just like nonchalant about it. Well, like, well, we gotta pull up the old mallet. The sick thing about it is, the bro with the mallet was there in the crowd the whole fucking time. Yeah, waiting. So, like, if nothing else was ominous, there's a dude standing with, like, a human-sized mallet. Like, what is that for? You should definitely be weirded out at that point. They, they mallet a couple times, and then, like, the, the, the group of friends that, you know, we originally saw, like, broke Chris Pratt and Urkel and all them, they're, they're freaked out, but they're not, like, yeah. tripping. The British couple? You're they're not like having losing. it. They're not they're having like, no, it. No, fuck y'all. Like, All y'all ain't fuck? shit. Y'all, fuck. Like, they're literally, like, grabbing people and, like, screaming in the face. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. And that lady rolls up, and she's like, no, this is fine. They, this is when they wanted to die. Life. And, the, like, she's giving us a whole philosophical idea about, like, yeah, you shouldn't have to, uh, like, have to think about when you're going to die. This is this is what it is. Like, you, you should, this is fine. And he's just like... No! no! And so they're no, plotting to like, leave. Because, like, I, I agree to an extent. Like, I'm, I'm pro, like, human euthanasia. Now, I think I would have like, had that reaction originally. I no, but, like, like, that, like, that's not a humane way to kill somebody. No. Throwing them off, no. like, jumping off a cliff in your brain. Explosion. Oh, and hitting him with the mallet. Oh, by the way, they hit the guy, because the guy, the guy, that, the aforementioned man that fell down feet first, that didn't die, they hit him with the mallet once, crushed his whole fucking skull, and he was dead. Well, and they were sure dead. And then they passed the mallet off. To like a and, little girl. Yeah, and she just crushes him. And She's then, like 15. And then they passed the mallet off to another person. And his head is just squishy fucking goop. And they smash it one more time. <laughs> yeah, and then this camera is just It bounces doop. off the jaw was the best part It's of literally, like, you don't think it, describing it. But that last mallet hit was pure comedy. <laughs> All right, so the elder, these older couple, they fucking basically sacrificed themselves. And we are freaking out as the outsiders looking in. We're like, what the fuck is going on? That's the first, I mean, there's a few signs, but that's the first legit sign that... Well, I will say, right before that scene, the other, the big sign to me was the fucking, like, the giant banner they had with, like, Uh, like, there's, like, this banner with, like, this medieval painting on it, and it's, like, a woman's, like, falling in love with a man, and then it's a shot of her naked, cutting her pubes. Your boy Hans describes it as a love story. Yeah. 
she's cutting her pubes, and then the next, like, square over, she's bleeding her vag into, uh, like, a wine glass, and then she feeds her pubes and the wine glass to this guy, and then he goes under and, a And then stone. he's, yeah, entranced, and then they get married, and she's pregnant. What the? But, oof. Yeah, so, yeah, there are actually a few couple warning signs that something's a little strange yeah, here. Yeah, throughout the... Well, we'll kind of... But no one was fucking dying. No one was in physical, like, uh... Well, this, this did come out just, like, left field. What's, what's, uh, let's run through the rest of the plot and they kind of talk about those weird little aspects of the right, movie. Right, right. So after, after this, um, this suicide happens, basically they come back and the two, Brit- the British couple is like, no, we're getting the fuck out of here. We are gone. And they're plotting to leave. And then, uh, basically... Um, this one of the cult members arrives to the, uh, the the British girl who's waiting for her boyfriend to get ready to go, and he's like, yeah, your boyfriend actually left without you, but he'll be right back. And she's like, no. No, nah, he wouldn't he have never did that. Yeah, he yeah. wouldn't have, which, which if you're in a relationship, you, did, you know, sometimes, yeah, you're like, nah, you don't just do that. At least yeah. say you know? something. You would at least say, you wouldn't send one of these fucking cult people over there, like, hey, tell my girl I'll meet her. Fucking when she gets out of here. Yeah, like, you're freaking side. out over the, this cult that just, like, commits ritual suicide, and you just tell one of them, oh, by the way, can you tell my girl I'll be right back? <laughs> like, no, that's not how that works. <laughs> so th- then she kind of skedaddles off, and then they're just gone for the rest of the fucking movie, mm. and for some reason it never really gets questioned. Um, can I mention one other thing that's strange that happened? Mm-hmm. That well, well, we'll get through it later. We'll get to it later, actually. But I don't... Remind me to... Rem- to tell you guys about a strange thing that happened that did not pay off at all. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so they go forward, and, and then it's about that scene where uh, it's the nighttime where um, Urkel is, uh, he's awake at night, and he sees this one weird red-headed girl uh, with this little rune. Yeah, she's sketched, so you, there's a couple scenes where you see her sketching this rune. So they're all, they're all sleeping in this, big, in this big hall, by the way. And this, this this weird kind of redhead girl who's been staring at bootleg Chris Pratt the whole time uh, rolls up in the middle of the night and puts this weird rune underneath of uh, bootleg Chris Pratt, Pratt's bed. But Urkel, like we, the camera zooms to him and he saw that. He's, he's just totally like, awake. He like mm-hmm. peeped the whole shit. Like, but I'm he's not... curious because he's doing his, his thesis on this. Yeah, yeah. So he's just watching. He's watching and learning a lot. We were learning a lot from this character because mm-hmm. he was like learning a lot. Because the next day he asked, he was like, okay, what does this rune mean? Because he had grabbed it. I found this underneath bootleg Chris Pratt's bed. Yeah, he asked Hans Pilling. And it was a it was a love rune? Yeah, he right? told him it was a love rune. But at that time, like, the dude, this character, Pele, that he is your, uh, your lead into this world, the one who grew up there, I'm not really trusting anything he's saying, because he's seeming really sketch in this already really sketch situation. Like, like is he yeah. kind of macking on, what were we calling her, uh, Jennifer Lawrence girl, what is, Mary Kay and Ashley What girl? is her name? What is her name? Danny? It was Danny. Danny. Yeah, it was okay, Danny. We'll Danny. We'll, 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 we'll call her Danny. Yeah, that's, that's easy. We'll give her the respect she deserves, because Danny. We'll we'll, character. Yeah. Um, so, so... The only good character for real. Nah, bro, your Urkel. boy Josh went hard. Your boy Josh, yeah, Urkel went hard. Your boy Josh went hard. I about Urkel, my bad. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much, uh, Urkel's asking more questions. He's like, what the fuck is up? We find out bootleg Chris Pratt is like, hey, I'm actually, you know that thing that you're doing your, ma- your uh, doctorate thesis on, on, on all these different cults and shit like that? I'm going to do the same thing. Bootleg Ur- Ur- Urkel is pissed off about that. Uh, Chris Pratt, again, the guy who's just an asshole, the boyfriend who's just an asshole all the time, who's like, I don't he, he forgot fuck, her dude. birthday, man. Oh, yeah, that's Oof, a good thing. Yeah, he didn't even remember her fucking birthday. And he, just, he keeps eye fucking this just ginger fucking Swedish chick. He's like, what, like, Yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, which this girl was clearly young, right? She, it seemed like she was young. I mean, my, bo- my boy Hans did just say she got the pass to have sex. That don't mean that, she won't okay, young. That's yeah, in their weird-ass uh, community. That's in their that's fucking... Something, that's something I didn't really nope, pick, nope. On, pick up on when I was watching the movie, is that uh, you guys are saying that he was uh, eye-fucking the, the girl. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was just looking at her back because he was thrown off because she kept, like, creepily looking at no, him. That's a good no, point. I, 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 I didn't I get the that. vibe from him that he was seeking her out. I definitely got the vibe that he was, like, he was purposely, so like, sure looking now. out of her way, like, at her. And, and you, got, like, you also got to think that he, he almost, was super he, drugged up the whole time. Yeah, but he's sitting there, and when she kicks him while they're circling around him, he, like, basically almost 
gets up to run and frolic with her. True. Yeah, he did. He was like, he was like, can anyone go run and frolic? He's completely, he's completely about it. He just keeps his girls just right there, and he's just like, she is like this ball and chain to him. Yeah, she is like this. Yeah, yeah. His girlfriend is like this ball and chain. He might not even have been like for real into the girl. It was just like that was like his freedom and she he just sees his girl as the ball and chain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just wanted this fucking weird fifteen year old girl mm-hmm. cult bitch. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So moving on on. Moving forward with the plot, um Urkel, like we said, was looking he was asking more questions because he's writing a thesis on this. Um and he finds out that there's this weird book that's in this kind of like temple place on the commune and he's like, Can I take a picture of this book? And one of the lead elders is like, nah. Fuck no, you cannot take a picture. This is like very important information. But then um, later on that day, uh, Bandersnatch makes a huge mistake and he goes out and pisses on this big dead tree, which earlier in the movie they had spread the ashes of those two older people who had killed themselves on the tree. We find out that's where the ashes always go of the elders. And he just pissed on the so tree. So he literally just pissed on like this entire community. What, one yeah. dude in particular, like, was spazzing on him. Like, yo, you're pissing on my ancestors. Fuck you. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, he was ready to square up. That's the only, like, fucking live, like, cult dude I saw the whole time. All the other dudes were on some very pacifist shit, but that dude was ready, yeah. He was ready to fucking throw down right And he there. was just staring the whole time. So, anyway, so the, the nighttime comes, and Urkel gets up in the middle of the night, and he's like, no, well, I, need to, you, I need to get you, a picture. You skipped a part. You skipped a part. They have another banquet right after that, and Bandersnatch... Gets like this girl comes up to him and she's like, "Come with me, follow me." I think that was after. No, because remember, so Bandersnatch disappears. Then it goes to night. Urkel gets up and goes and looks at the book and starts taking pictures of the the sacred text. And someone comes into the room and he looks back and it's Bandersnatch or what you think's Bandersnatch. Then all of a sudden Bandersnatch hits him in the head with a mallet. Mm. Urkel falls down and you look up. And it's some dude wearing Bandersnatch's face. Yeah, yeah, which is which is presumably the deformed. The deformed. Um. Uh. What was? No, no, no. Because it it it, uh, it, it showed a, like it showed a shot of the incestuous person in the corner watching him get smashed. You're right. Mm. You're right. You're right. Mm. So, and this is what's weird is so basically we've got two. Oh, characters. also the dude wearing the Bandersnatch max full on dick out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. his that. dick was just There's straight up. That's our first, yeah. That's I think that was our first dick scene. Yeah, it was our first yeah. dick. So basically, now we've got. First I wish dick. you had the ham horn for the first dick. <laughs> yeah, first dick. Of so the night. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want the horn for. Let me get it out. So Give the, the people what they want. So the next morning, <laughs> it's just like. Ugh. So the next, <laughs> I hate this fucking horn. <laughs> so the next morning, um, they all go out to like get breakfast, and just for some reason, they're just cool with the fact that Banner Snatch is gone. They're cool with Urkel being gone. They're just like, okay, I guess we're chilling. And Wildly like, cool. Yeah. Right? So it's just the couple now. Yeah, it's just the couple now, and they're not really asking many questions. They're kind of like they're a little bit weird out, but. They're kind of chilling, and then um, they take the girl back to, to no, help them. No, 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 no. So, no. boom, they at the, right at the table, they have this, like, breakfast, and at the end of the breakfast, they have this announcement, which, which is like, oh, yeah, our sacred yes. text has been stolen last night, and, uh, you know, we're not going to point any the fingers. boy's gone. You know, and, you know, but it'd be cool. If someone just brought it back and put it back in the temple, we'll and we're the not, temple door you know, we're not going to. That's how they're playing it. They're, they're making it seem like Urkel ran off with it. Like you're under. Which, he was trying to study it, so they're like, yeah, Urkel probably just ran off with it. And that's like, and then Banner snaps. They were just like, oh, he's just off. And that's when they had the meeting. So after already being wildly cool with everyone just disappearing, fucking, that's when the dude starts, like, fucking denying his friends, saying he was never that's a friend my, That's not my boy, we're not Yeah, collaborating. we've we're never been cool, like, I don't dis- dissociate with him at all. And that's when it begins, we start to see that they're kind of, like, getting more into the cult. They're they're cool with all the friends being gone, they're disassociating with the friends, they're like, no, we're not homies with them anymore, they're not really asking any questions at that point. I didn't really think about that. And, um, and then what, then, uh, they, then that's when they separated them. The girl went somewhere else to, like, help prepare for some feast, Yeah, and then the dude went out to go like meet some elder but basically um when the dude met up with the elder uh she was just like he was like look i'm so sorry i'm so sorry because he thinks that she's going to confront him about the, that the female elder we forgot another crucial part the meat pie mm. uh, they're sitting well, at the table in the scene right before bandersnatch gets well it's right yeah right the when they sp- oh oh yeah that's they cool. like he might uh chris pratt knockoff bites into the meat pie oh, and he yeah. pulls out a pube out of his mouth and like then it like shoot shoots a scene at the girl and the girl put a pee. And then 
later on when they're talking with the elder isn't an old love story that classic love story because the elder says hey because he's like no no no, i'm not friends with these people blah, blah blah and she's like well we have this girl here who is who wants to wishes to mate with you and he's like oh i think i ate her pube earlier <laughs> And then she's, she's like, like yeah, she's, like, he's like, yeah, no, for sure. Oh, yeah, that was our view. And, and so, and then you don't really know, it's kind of ambivalent. You don't really know exactly where he stands on everything. Meanwhile, the girl, after she's done preparing um, all this stuff, she goes out and they're all drinking this weird tea, which I guess, so what is the tea? They keep them drinking this stuff the whole time. That's not the they first time it, you they, see they them. Said, they said it uh, lowers the your defenses and makes you... More, more will it really makes you more willing to like cooperate? It's basically yeah. like a roofie. Yeah, yeah, like pretty much. Up. But with hallucinogenic effects, man, it's like some shroom juice. Again, it's, all, it's basically drugs. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that adds to. Uh, you mentioned them being cool with the friends being gone. I think that definitely adds. To oh yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. High. they're high as shit. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Rest of the at this point, yeah, at this point, we're all really, really high. Oof. Yeah, um, like on some hallucinogens, like some hardcore weird culty hallucinogen. So basically the, the, the boyfriend and girlfriend are completely separate now and she's participating in this weird kind of um, th- there was a name for it. It's called like a uh, it's like a, a way what's it called? A maypole uh, dancing competition where basically all these different girls are kind of like they have to be a graceful and grab each other's arms are all spinning in circles and if you bump into a girl you fall down and whoever is the last standing girl is the, the may queen. So then the girl the girl who, um, you know, the, the what do we call her? Danny. 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 Danny uh, her, her real name. <laughs> Danny. Danny wins the whole competition. She's like, "Whoa, I'm the foreigner. I won the competition." They're all kind of celebrating her and all this type of stuff. And what about that banquet. weird beat where she's with like uh, the second or third to last girl, and like they just start talking? She's like, "Oh, I can't understand you because I'm oh, yeah, speaking yeah, Swedish." She, yeah, she's like, "Do you want to understand?" And then all of a sudden, suddenly like, she she can Swedish. just understand and speak Swedish. So she's like fully in now. It's, yeah. They do have a line where they say that we're speaking through the dance. Yeah. yeah. So oh. it's almost it's like, is it really that they're speaking Swedish, or is it just now we're on a whole other level of communication that goes beyond language? Language, or is exactly. it the drugs? That's because what I'm saying. It's, okay. it's the drugs, the dance, and all the moving, and all. <laughs> but the but exactly. nevertheless, they were communicating. Yes, they were communicating yeah. despite having a language barrier. I don't think they were just like uh, uh, hallucinating that they yeah. were communicating. The the way in which they were communicating, who knows? But yeah, they were speaking to each other. So yeah, yeah. they were tapped in at that yeah. point. So so Danny's the May Queen. They crown her with this really like elaborate like floral floral cloak, which is very pretty. Very pretty. They have a lot of good flowers in this movie. They set her up at the end of the table. And, like, a big thing with all, like, the dinners in it, like, the elder decides when everyone sits, decides when everyone eats. They all sit in unison. Once the elder sits, they all pick up their forks and knives once the elder sits. But when she's at the head of the table, she sits down. She's, like, she's the head honcho now. They're all focused on her. And there were very strong parallels, I realized, between, like, that meal... With uh, Danny as the uh, Mayfair Queen, or whatever, yeah. and the meal between those older people that committed suicide afterwards. Right. Like they started the meal, she started the meal. Yeah. Afterwards, that um, they they did some uh, spoke some words, and they made her speak some words. She fucking lit a torch, and they lit a torch. They were like, I was like, dude, I would fucking not be. I thought she was going to get sacrificed. Mm-hmm. AF. Yep. So this whole time they're at the, this big banquet celebrating basically her being. And Chris Pratt's sitting at the table. He's tripping out. He gets he's having a bad like, time. He's tripping. Yeah, he's tripping yeah. bad. Yeah. He gets slipped this drink. They're like, the May Queen's got to go get, go off in this carriage and ride away. And he's he's not allowed to come with her. It's only yeah. the May Queen. She asked if he could come. So he's sitting at the table. They slip him this drink. He drinks it, and then it, my boy gets a big ass boner. He's just sitting at the table, just like trying to like beat this thing down. Oh, I did not catch yeah, that. Yeah, really? that's why. Yeah, that's why when he's like, that's, that's like, that's, that's why he's so uncomfortable. And like when he stands oh, up, he's like, put, over he's putting his hand over his crotch because oh, like they basically like gave him like he's got like, Viagra. Wow. So they gave him that's why. Long. That's why I was so weak during that scene. Well, he'd have a boner later though. Well, we'll get to that though. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That so then the the one chick that put the pubes in his meat pie. Uh, goes off and then they like start laying down this flower trail from his seat to like where she's gone off to and lead them to this um, 
the house. Yeah, this big barn type of thing, like a, a, a temple barn. And he, he, he follows the uh, the trail of the flowers into the barn, and he goes in, and who who wants to take it describing this scene? Mm-hmm. Um, I will. Uh, okay, take it. Yeah, 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 because yeah, I don't think yeah, yeah. we've had enough of you on this side. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, so she, uh, bootleg Chris Pratt, he's led into, uh, he's led into this barn, and, uh, he follows this trail of flowers, uh, goes to these barn doors, and he sees a bunch of naked old women surrounding uh, this young redhead girl that has been pretty much on his trail from the get-go. The get-go. The yeah. And uh, she's laying on a pile of flowers. Uh, looking ready. Looking ready, yeah. uh, wanting to be uh, seduced. She ready. And... Uh, the, the, the ladies are humming stuff, etc. They're, uh, they're all in kind of like a, a U around. Like her. a half circle. Yeah, well, yeah a half circle. Uh, the visuals, the way, how enticing this scene looks. Uh, the visuals of the whole movie are just yeah, top notch. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, this scene looks amazing. He comes in, the look on his face is amazing. Amazing directing. He walks up there, uh, get, you know, he slowly, gets, <laughs> slowly gets on top of her. Uh, and then it goes into some of the funniest, uh, very weird pieces of film. Yeah. There's definitely, were there's they, definitely were they intentional they were, comedy put in this. Oh yeah, no. definitely. They, they were, were so they were singing already, right? They were like kind of humming a little chant, all the naked women in yes. the in the half circle. So they were singing, humming a chant, and like yeah. But then they go out of the, these women <laughs> are humming a chant. He's uh, boning this girl who's been on his case. He has to bone her in front of these old ladies, but then they start, the old ladies that he's boning in front of, they grab the girl's hand that he's boning. Well, first they start moaning in unison with her. Oh, okay, Every time okay, she moans, they all start moaning. Oh. Um, yeah, because, and they're also, like, grabbing the roots and everything like yeah, that. Like, they're, obvi- they're yeah. it looks like they're really into it. They're feeling the same emotions as the girl, which is a motif that's repeated throughout the movies, everyone kind of sharing mutual feelings. Yeah. Feelings, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they're all freaking out, and then yeah, he's having sex with her, and then this one lady comes out, grabs the girl's <laughs> hand, looks Chris Pratt in the face, and she just like, ha, 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 she's yeah. yeah, she takes the singing. lead on the song. She takes the full lead in in, in a falsetto. She <laughs> and he is just freaking the fuck out because he is drugged the fuck out. And dude, it's like down but not down. Yeah, everyone in the theater fucking lost their. It sounds. It sounds. Sounds weird, but like when, when we were in the theater, the entire place was just like, "What?" Because you're just like, you're just constantly, your mind is just constantly like, "What am I looking at? What am I looking at?" And you're just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" She is dude. like, f- like face to face with both of them. We've and got this is three... like a crusty old lady with like yeah. fucked up teeth, just yeah. like, no, no, no. It wasn't that one. It oh, wasn't yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, so the never old ladies like joined in. Yeah, yeah. like they yeah. took their turns to sing in his face and like push his butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. At one point, yeah. There's a lady who just from the and she's like, no, fuck her, like, fuck her. We're gonna help this thrust, baby. <laughs> yeah. Before the scene even starts, though, as he's walking in there, and then as he slowly gets on top of the girl, I'm thinking, man, he's gonna have to bone her on like right in front of like this these old. Like chicks, like how's he supposed to like stay hard? Full whatever? audience. Well, they gave of, him the, like, before he came in. The, some guy gave him a fragrance. He's like, "This is for vitality." So yeah, it's like yeah. A thing. Although when oh, he rolled true, up, that's his, right. it was for vitality. Although when he rolled up, his dick was not your, hard. Your boy was on soft. Yeah, yeah, but I, I guess it took a while to kick in. I <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't be like you know shit, dude. Imagine walking into that room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. I would be they scared. Probably, they probably, yeah. Yeah. they probably too were a lot of. Uh, I think, like, rating-wise, and showing a record. That's a point, yeah. That kind of burns some pornography at that point. About. It's a good point, true, yeah. True, true. A flaccid penis is okay for a rated R movie, not an erect penis. That's true. Mm, yeah. Okay. Mm, there we go. Fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but, and then, <laughs> so this is all going on, and then it, it kind of, there are a few times where it cuts back and forth between what the uh, his girlfriend is doing, where she's going out, she's in the little carriage, they go out, and she has to bless this crop where they put, like, they have a bunch of seeds, and they put a big piece of steak in there, and they break an egg for some reason, and they cover it in dirt. It was the it was the the grains and the and the meat and the poultry, the livestock. It was all the shit that they grow. She was blessing their their crops. Basically. Exactly, like, yeah. you're the most graceful girl. You're the May Queen. You'll be the one who bless our crops for a new year of uh, of plentiful harvest. Exactly. Yeah, cyclical. So so then she comes back, and and they come they come back. She comes back from the commune. 
and she hears all this sound, which is all these old ladies and him and all this, this weird fuck ritual going on. And she's like, what's going on over there? And they're like, no, 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 don't go over there. And she's like, no, I'm going to check this out. And they didn't really resist. They didn't, they didn't really, really well, try to stop her. Well, she's the fucking queen. That's true. Yeah, true. You know, she was, yeah. The, she was queen. the May queen. So she, she, she's walking over, and they're all looking over there just like, uh, you're not going to like what you see. She goes up, and she looks through the little keyhole, and we know that what she saw, and she's just like, Weeping profusely. Yeah, it's the. I feel like it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she, so she's weeping profusely. All these other girls come around her again, and again, there's this, this, this shared emotion motif going on where they're all with her and they're all crying with her. She's like, Aah! and they're all with her crying. Yeah. They go back to another uh, building and they're all crying and everything like that. Um, and then from there, like, you know, we'll, you know, we'll take, take it from there. Like, it's kind of, this is when it starts to get kind of like... It really gets a little a little weird after that, so... Yeah, th- this is when it gets weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so officially <laughs> getting weird now. So, I guess after uh, Boulay Chris Pratt is done, like, they, you know... Uh, he's in a he, wheelchair. They, they all gather around this big no, stage. Hold and he's, on. You're, oh, skipping, yeah. you're skipping the whole thing where he goes into the barn after he runs out blood-ass naked. Well, yeah, 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 yeah well, yeah, that's what I was getting to. So after he okay, is yeah. done, <laughs> he, uh, as, as it happens, you know, fucking, uh, no, reality saying, tends to no, rush like, right back to you, you know, like, and he's like, I think he, throws, he, did, he throws some change in her, he tells her to get an Uber. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> did, did anyone else so, notice the blood on his dick? Yes, yeah, I, oh, did. Yeah, I did, yeah. I did. I was yeah, like, yeah, Mark, you're right, you're so, like, oh, he's he, he, Yeah, yeah, dude, I was like, that's a fucking... Fucking, this movie's full of vivid fucking imagery. Like, yeah. whatever yeah. it is, it's full of some some images that you won't soon forget. This is, yeah, I'm glad that you interrupted me because it's another dick we're about to see. Yeah, so <laughs> he, he like, starts to freak Important. out. He's, like, kind of having a, like, what the fuck is going Can on moment. A like, second? a slight moment of clarity. One second. We also forgot about uh, the part where he finally came, and then the girl rolls over Starts, like, oh yeah, it's like shimmying, like shimmying, shimmying that shit in. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what the yeah. Russian reality. That was part of the Russian reality. I can feel the baby. I can feel yeah. the baby. I can feel. And he's like, whoa. You've all been there, dude. I just had a realization. Earlier in the movie, Bandersnatch was like. You should try to put a baby in her. Oh, yeah, the waitress. waitress. Yes. Easter egg, Easter egg, wow. That's something I didn't notice. See, man, you could break up with a girl and put a baby in that bitch. Not to mention the baby that's crying literally, like, the whole time they're in the thing. (laughs) You know, it's at one point underneath the baby. Uh, That's my payoff thing. She's put some fucking scissors like under the baby crib, yeah, and like, and Danny weird. notices that, and the, I'm like, man, come Did on. Did we hear from the baby again? After that? No. Yeah, the baby. No, the baby keeps crying. You still hear the baby, or maybe it's another yeah, baby. Yeah, but what's with the fucking scissors? Night. They never explain the scissors. No, that, second, that, second that's second the viewing, thing that didn't viewing. pay off. Yeah, so maybe in the second viewing we'll understand a little more. Okay, so he goes. So he's freaking out. So yeah, let's yeah, let's catch back up to him leaving the barn. He leaves the barn and he goes, he's running around and he goes to this other little barn area and he goes in and what a sight he finds in there. We find out what happened to uh, the British guy from earlier, the guy who apparently, by what they had said, had had gone to get off a truck. He didn't go off and get a truck. He got blood eagled and got some flowers in his eye. Why don't you go ahead and explain what a blood eagle is, Mark? So it's like when they cut you down the back... And they split you open and kind of fillet you in a way that, like, you can, it makes, like, wings. Yeah, they break your ribs open, basically, and pull your lungs up through your back so the lungs are kind of like wings. And the lungs still expand, like, when you're... They, they suspend you in the air, so, like, literally, you look like this eagle. Yeah, they're huge. And this is a thing Vikings used to, for real, do to torture people. Yeah, this is real shit, yeah. They... And, like, the lungs, like, it shows the lungs, and, like, they're still expanding. This dude's still alive. I didn't really breathing. fucking even catch that guy. You didn't catch damn, the lungs dude, no, breathing? Dude. Yeah, dude. It was fucking crazy, man. That's pretty fucking gnarly. I was going to say this deep dive was way more necessary than I thought it would be because there's a lot of things uh, about this movie that I missed that, surprisingly, K-Town had caught. Like, <laughs> like your, you're... Your boy was watching it. <laughs> I mean, I... I don't know. I caught a lot of stuff that I feel like a lot of people might have not caught. Like a lot of the, sure. a lot of the art and the imagery. Like I was telling them in the car. I don't know if you noticed that when the movie first started, uh, the first thing you see after the opening credits is her laying on the bed, and behind her there's a art of 
a bear and a girl with flowers yeah, in her the girl hand kissing the bear. Yeah, yeah. yeah this I definitely got like the vibe watching this movie. Like, this is the type of movie you definitely need to see at least one more time. You can't. You're not gonna catch everything at all in one viewing of this movie. Well, we can quickly wrap up the plot real quick, and we can kind of get into all that. So yeah. he finds this girl, and then it kind of sk- he finds the blood eagle dude. It kind of skips forward to yeah. Then then it's them at this big ritual. He's in he's in a wheelchair now, which we presume that they found him, drugged him up some more. He's completely catatonic. And then they've got um, Danny on the stage, the the May Queen, and they're like, okay, this is the big ritual time. Um, you have to pick. Uh, like they, they're like, okay, we've got this many sacrifices from the outside world, this many sacrifices from the real world. Um, two of those sacrifices being the the the. Um, the two older people that had died earlier, and then two other volunteers from the crowd. They were just like, yeah, I'm willing to be a sacrifice. And they're like, okay, Danny, you need to pick one other person to be a sacrifice. And she's like, all right, then, I'm going to pick Chris, because I saw you fucking... She, she never physically said... You never see it, but, but I mean... He gets, yeah, he gets sacrificed. Yeah. He gets put inside of a fucking bear carcass and dressed up as a bear. Yeah, they gut a bear, and they stuff him inside of it. Not then, only stuff him inside, but, like, like... Yeah, stuff him and then like what? Sew him back up and put yeah, his head yeah. through the mouth, like yeah. like it's a mascot, like a furry, but a real bear. Yeah, hardcore furry shit. This is the next level. Yeah, furries. yeah, this is really next level shit. Yeah, there was some dude in that audience jerking it. So, so yeah, I'm gonna do this shit. <laughs> He's like hell yeah. And so, the and the bear. I just wanted to chime in that the bear. It seems like throughout the movie was supposed to uh, represent like a. A wretched beast. Yes. Um, well, yes. they they said during the dance, whatever the, the the demon was that they were dancing for. Yeah. So the dance was um, the guy cursed them and made them dance until they died. So as um, like retribution, they danced and and, and like envy and like spite of him until they fell down. Yeah. So like he was representing whatever that creature was called. I forget the name. The dark one. The dark one. Yeah, Basically, yeah. yeah, he was the dark one. So, um, like, that's what the bear was representing. So, he was the evil one. Because you notice, like, the other two people, they died pretty quickly. The two sacrifices of the old people, they died pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, the two live sacrifices from the crowd, Yeah. they got, uh, the dude rubbed the drugs in their mouth so that they would they would be high and wouldn't feel fear when they were dying, even though the one dude trips out. Mm-hmm. He gets left alone. He's completely aware and can't do anything. Well, let's mention that they, they put them all in this yeah. big this big yellow building, which at, from the beginning of the movie was like it was like taboo. You couldn't go to this building. They're like, no, don't go there. But now we're at the yellow building. They put uh, Chris Pratt in the bear in that building. Um, all the corpses of the other people are in there, including um, Banner Snatch, who was like he's been like stuffed full of hay and he's got a jester's head on, or a Jester's hat on, they're all stuffed in there, so there's like a bunch of dead people, there's Chris Pratt and the bear, there's two live cult members, and they set that bitch on fire, and they're all outside, and then once uh, the the two live cult members start kind of like howling, like, ow, this hurts like shit, I'm burning alive, everyone starts kind of crying and howling, and at first, um, Danny is looking at it, and she's kind of horrified, she's like, oh, my boyfriend's dying, but then the movie ends... With her, with her frown turning into like a smile, almost like a laugh. And that's the movie. There it is. There you have it. Midsommar. Midsommar. Okay, so there's the plot. So uh, y'all want to rattle off a couple interesting things about the movie? Like, uh, for one thing, that what I was thinking about, and, and from watching Hereditary, knowing that Hereditary has all these little hints that hint towards the conclusion of the movie from the beginning, I was looking at every one of these images, because this movie is full of this pagan art from the very beginning, before they're yeah. even in Sweden, at the apartment, the very first shot of the movie is just a big panel. It's a that, big mural of what I'm guessing yeah. might be the, the whole like movie, like the plot of the movie, maybe? Yeah. I'd like to get Or this the movie. rituals. Did you guys notice, like, in Hereditary, the big, a big thing? I have not seen Hereditary. Well, well, a big thing in the movie not is, spoiling like, Hereditary. sound that the girl makes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they kind of do kind of a similar thing. Like, everyone does that weird breathing thing yeah. that... <gasps> yeah, true, true. Like, it's just... I don't know. I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, mm-hmm. they kind of just... I didn't look at it like that, but that's yeah. a very good viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It's kind of Which, repeated. Hereditary kind of... I feel like, almost like... I'm surprised he didn't, like, tie... I was expecting it to be a tie-in. Because kind of like how Hereditary ended with all that shit... Yeah. Not to spoil We're not here to spoil hereditary. I thought it was going to lead into like the that next, being the thing, the yeah. next 
Yeah. Come on, come on, come on, man. Come on, come on. It's not We're not here to spoil hereditary. We got a lot to see. Mark, you're not going to know anything we're doing. We just fucking said. I thought the same. I thought the exact same thing. I was hoping it would lead into that, but it didn't. That last scene played out very similarly to hereditary, and I thought it was going to send up a thing. But what I will say, I was looking at the reviews of this movie, and it actually currently has a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is good. But for like, I think the hype of this movie was expecting it to be like even higher, and a lot of people are saying um, that like certain things don't really add up, certain things don't really make sense. But I think the plot is easy enough to follow. We were able to yeah. summarize it pretty well, but you feel constantly like there's a deep subtext yeah, going yeah. on. I, I don't think this is a movie that most people can sit down and watch it. No. I think you have to be mm. into this kind of film. Yeah, like we're we're into weird shit. We just got done like talking about Fergus for fucking five hours. Well, James Brown, I know that you you really like this movie. Yeah, I love it. So what what are your kind of thoughts on as far as like the, 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 the plot versus the potentiality of like a real subtext? Like what is the real substance of this movie? Uh well first off, I think uh, uh the things have kind of changed as far as what the consumer wants. I mean think of how think of how successful a24 is and the stuff they put out how weird all their stuff is think of how successful something like weird humor like tim and eric is etc so i think people overall are weirder so they can handle stuff like this mm-hmm. uh i i think uh for the most part i think most normal people could watch this because uh the underlying story of having a shitty boyfriend and a girlfriend that gets revenge just like every bad country song ever yeah we were talking about how there's probably at the end of this movie uh there can probably be some some girls out there or maybe guys that identify with her or mostly girls yeah, basically most likely who are like yeah when you've seen the, when you're seeing this shitty boyfriend burn they're like fuck yeah fuck that dude you know <laughs> if sure. your girl's mad at you this will definitely be on in the crib yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we had a pretty unique experience in our uh, our movie theater selection. <laughs> yeah. we, had a, we had a fun crowd. There was a lady in the front who literally was on the phone for about a five minute period. Like, I literally a couldn't. A full fucking conversation. I yeah. literally couldn't believe it. Like you could yeah. hear the person on the other yeah. end and everything. Yeah. And, like, and she, she, was, she was also in a medical mask and as soon as the movie ended she stood up and said, <laughs> I ain't never seen this shit again. I can't believe I spent eight dollars. I wasted eight dollars. Which I want to mention she was on her phone half the and she came in like late. Like she came in like like what like thirty minutes into. The movie. So I feel like a lot of people are gonna have that reaction. They just like they didn't. When most people go to a horror movie, they're expecting like bullshit, like Annabelle or like Saw. Yeah, you know, just just in your face hey, jump scare. Saw series. Don't put on, you put on Annabelle. You can take Annabelle with you. At least the later movies for sure. I don't even think what he's saying is necessarily putting it down. It's I just, think it's just what they expect. It's, no, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more, you know, Annabelle's a more like instant in your face scare. It's a jump, jump scares, scare. Yeah. It, it's it's easier to digest. You don't have to go in thinking. You're not really sitting back and pop, you're not sitting around in a circle and talking about it for 45 minutes to really understand the nuances of it. Yeah, this movie's, its particular brand of fear was very unique. It was purely unsettling, and not even the same way that Hereditary was. See, I, I thought Hereditary a of... was a much better film. Mm-hmm. Just, they both deal with loss. The most, both, both movies' central themes are a tragic loss. Mm-hmm. Hereditary sticks to that core and builds off the dynamics and relationships uh, wrecked by that wave of loss and tragedy. Mm-hmm. And Midsommar kind of does that for like the first 30 minutes and then it just goes off into an acid trip. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah, it's very... And I just feel like Hereditary is a much better example of that than Midsommar. I would actually agree. I, I did think it was interesting. Um, I read that apparently... When A24 approached R.E.S. about making this movie, they said that they wanted to make a, a slasher movie in, that took place in Sweden, and he was like, all right, I'll, I'll take it to Sweden, but I'm going to do my whole other twist with it. So I think he wasn't entire like, he kind of had to build off of an idea that was given to him, whereas the Red Tiger, I think, was a little bit more just straight off from him, his own ideas. Uh, I would actually agree. I think Red Terry was a better movie. I thought it was a better horror movie. Uh, I think... I think uh, Midsommar is still great. It's still yeah, very it's, compelling. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, amazing. it's very compelling. Yeah, I definitely want to see it again, but it does kind of feel like the ambition was a little bit too high, and he didn't exactly follow through with everything. But regardless, uh, I, 
you know, we can keep talking about the movie, but I would yeah. definitely say I would highly, I would still highly suggest this movie. If you are into anything that's a little bit strange, if you can handle a movie that's a very slow and long burn, and you, you're not just going to wait for the, the, the jump scares and all that, uh, you should definitely invest in this Really, movie. there's, I, I'd call it a single jump scare in that movie. No. Like, no. I, you know what, I, I wouldn't go, I would, I'd call it a red box banger, man. Mm. Really? Oh wow! Yeah. So <laughs> you're hurting my soul. I, no, no, no. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, man. Oh, you said like, banger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, but like, I could have waited on it. Okay. So you know? I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. I, I think a lot of people that are going to be stoked about seeing it and that are really going to enjoy it and really understand what it's about are going to compare it to Hereditary, like I yeah, did going no, in. Right. Yeah. Hereditary was such an amazing film that it kind of tarnished this one a little bit for me. But I, I can recognize that in my own view of this movie and realize that's kind of bullshit to kind of compare it because they're not the same. They're not. Yeah. You can't I appreciate them. you saying that. Honestly. But I, I definitely really like this movie. It's just not hereditary for me, and that's okay. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. still a really good movie, and, and I would recommend it to anyone. There's a lot still uh, to. Um to unwrap in this movie like yeah, I'd really yeah. like to I'd like to see it again yeah. Yeah. now that I'm I've seen it I'm definitely seeing it again you know for sure but if, if I could just uh, mention the things that make it so awesome to me uh, visuals 10 out of 10 I don't mm, think yeah. people oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't think Sick people imagery. I don't think people put enough uh, praise on visuals in modern movies like people just say Star Wars uh, well, when it, it comes to film history yeah. and then they just they just stop. But no, newer movies can have like historical uh, visuals that like make waves in film history, well, the, and I think this will. This is a. This is a. This is a. Uh, a breakthrough moment for film visually, in my opinion. I I really appreciated the practical effects they use. Yeah, because like all all the gore. Yeah, there was a lot of gore. None of it was like jump scary or anything. Yeah, but all the gore was practical effects. No, see, I don't think it was CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, no, it all no. looked really good. They put a lot of effort into it, and I really that that was the most realistic like head smashing I've ever seen. Dude, that was felt real. probably like the, I mean, definitely the most brutal part of the movie. But that was probably yeah. for me like the. The, mo- the pinnacle, because I feel like this movie left so much, it was really just right. like a mystery to be unraveled still, mm-hmm. like, you know, and... I think if you go in looking at it as a film and not a horror film, I think you probably wouldn't be as, like, upset about that aspect of it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's not really... I, and who says, like, every question needs to be answered? Yeah, that, it's not, it's, uh, and I realize yeah. that even, like, after walking, that, I'm like, that's I'm not going to thing in Hereditary, too, Mark. There's a lot of just shit at the end, you're just like, what? But I think there is more, there are more answers in there that I just haven't figured out yet. Like, even just talking with, with all of us, things that we yeah. all yeah. Pick, caught that some of us didn't catch and other ones picked up that other, yeah, you know? Now like, I honestly want to hear his opinion on Hereditary because... Oh, I'm probably going to love that movie now. I, like, I, like, I, I haven't feel, seen it. I feel like there's more unanswered things in Hereditary than this oh. movie. Well, <laughs> see, so here's my, here's my biggest qualm with the movie. Hereditary is still a great movie. Here's my biggest qualm with the movie because I love kind of like... The movie kind of... Uh, it's a lot of fear of the unknown, you know, like, yeah. it, like there's no jump scares and no CGI, even though there's a lot of things, it, it works with the, the things that they use. that are just like really undefined. A lot of things that you don't know, like at that dinner table, what are they eating? What is that like raw carcass meat? That's like the edge of the table. Yeah. It stays blurry kind of in that warp, like acid trip well, kind of they, way. When they zoom out, it's like a, um, in the shape of a well, that's one thing else that's further down on the table, but at the very far end, there is something rotting with flies around it. Yeah. Like, you know, and so, but I don't know. In a second, I just watching it, it was human, that up. but I don't know exactly. I assumed it was human, but I don't know exactly what it was. That's kind of one of those things that's kind of sick that, like, you, if you just don't know, it's kind of better that way. But, um, so my main thing that, that kind of left me wanting with the movie was that in the trailer, which was, like I said, the only thing I know about it, I, I did not really hear much about it. I saw that one trailer and I was like, okay, what the fuck is going on with this, like, weird Swedish cult in, that lives in the daytime? And really, at the end of the movie, on my own, I didn't really understand. I didn't really get those answers. I felt like I, I, I was spending the entire movie going, what the fuck is going on? Even towards the end, I was like, man, there can't be much left of this movie. 
how are they going to explain what the fuck is we've watched for the last hour, two hours? Speaking of which, we're hitting about an hour. Y'all want to have one round of, of final words for this movie? And for the, for the uh, what we're going to do for these spoiler casts is we're going to do the good times of killing us thing where we say whether or not something is good or bad, but instead of talking about whether or not it's good for society or not, we're just going to pretty much say uh, how good the movie is. So who wants to kick off their final words? Who wants to kick that off? Um, I will. I mean, like I said, man, it's no hereditary, but it, I don't think it deserves to be compared to that. I think it's a solid film. I definitely, The Good Times are not killing us. Uh, 8 out of 10 for me, I mean, honestly. It, mm. it was a solid film. Okay. Solid movie. I, I would definitely agree. It's uh, There are a lot of commonalities with hereditary in terms of the pacing, in terms of uh, the way that Ari Aster builds up everything, that his use of music, his use of atmosphere. Um, use of silence, dude. Silence, definitely. Yeah. This movie tells a story uh, through its visuals more than anything else. The there, there. What what I will say about this movie is I would suggest seeing this movie in a theater. If you're listening to this, well, if you're listening to this, hopefully you, you're listening to this after the movie since we just spoiled the whole movie. <laughs> but I would definitely say, uh, you know, if you have friends that are kind of on the fence, tell them to go see the movie in the theater. Um, and then maybe watch it again when it comes out on, on, on Blu-ray, DVD, whatever, Netflix, whatever, however you see your movies, and kind of pick up some of those little extra elements. Personally, I want to see the movie again in a theater. Yeah. I would actually like to see this movie. It is a long movie. It's two and a half hours long. But overall, yeah, I would agree. The Good Times Are Not Killing Us. This movie, I would give it a solid um, 8.5 mm. out of 10. And mm. one thing I want to say my final words are, please, 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 if you like Ari Aster, please go see The Strange Things, The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. Put it on the biggest screen you have in your house. Put that shit on. It's on YouTube. Watch it with your parents. Please watch it with your parents. Do not watch it with your parents. Please watch it with your parents. All right, right, so we're going. Uh, uh, Let me me get in there, because we're going to end it with James Brown's guest, so we should end it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, I... Don't get me wrong, guys. Come on. Don't misunderstand me. I fully I fully enjoyed this movie. Like, there's a lot of aspects of it I love. There's these, like, great scene transitions where they can just jump out of a very a very, like, uh, captivating moment into something very kind of, uh, what the fuck is going on, or very boring, but just, like, really cool scene transitions, these awkward beats that they just kind of linger on and make you feel that were really relatable, uh, but like I said, dude, uh, um, originally walking out alone, like, on the one first viewing, instant take, didn't really, I spent too much of the time wondering what was going on. You know, yeah. Uh, uh, overall, I don't think the good times were killing us in this movie. I don't think it was a bad time. I think it was a good time. Uh, wouldn't go see it again in the theater. Me personally, I'll give it a, I'll get a solid six point five. Maybe push into a seven on the second wow. viewing. All right, all right. You know, I would agree. When I walked out of the movie, I didn't feel so good, but I took it to me some time. And I liked it again. Moving so, yeah. on. All right. So James Brown, right. our guest. What is your Y'all final word? Y'all know what I'm about to say about this movie. This movie was a Great. Talk, talk it was, your it wasn't shit. a good time. This movie was a great time. I'm about to, <laughs> I'm about to put it over and give it the highest praise. Uh, A24 is amazing. Uh, Ari Aster is amazing. Uh, visuals, uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, I back that. Definitely back uh, 10 out of 10 visuals. Ari Aster, on the low, is a comedic genius. And I don't think he gets enough props because a lot of the like funny parts in the movie are stuff that you have to credit him for the laughs. Like, he wrote a lot of funny things. Like, a lot of instances where he wrote uncomfortable, weird scenarios where what the punchline is basically the way someone looks. Whether, <laughs> whether it's them, the whole gang being around <laughs> Danny, and Danny looks uncomfortable because, like, she was the person left out of yeah. what's going on. Whether it's the black guy being the only one who catches... The little white girl <laughs> going under uh, a bootleg Chris Pratt's bed. <laughs> just, uh, just, this or, movie is way more funny than it dude, has any this right is to be. One of the, I was thinking to myself while I was watching it, this might be the funniest horror movie I've seen besides Scream. Uh, but yeah, uh, low-key uh, comedy, uh, comedic punchlines, uh, 10 out of 10. Uh, storytelling, amazing. I love the, the underlying... Uh, relationship, uh, man-woman uh, story they got going on here. And, and it should be, I don't know, maybe some women will find it empowering for who have, like, uh, boyfriends they 
feel like or less than qualified, whatever. Uh, <laughs> this will this will be a great. Uh, Fuck I don't. Boyfriends. I don't need no man. I, I'm an independent woman. Uh, movie. I'm gonna drop my own cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah, man. Girls, girl, dude. Girls, when girls find out, like. The meat and potatoes of this movie that, like, the dude is <laughs> Yeah, the raw bones that this dude is just girl, a fuckboy. It's a wrap. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to see this in memes all the time. It's going to be like when your when your man doesn't take out the trash or some shit. You just see this motherfucker in a bear costume. <laughs> bird, yes, yes. Bird dude, there's, there's potential bear. meme bird gold ass. in this movie. There's potential, <laughs> such potential meme gold. Meme gold. And, is, and yeah. I do see the potential of this being a cult classic. Like, yes. I, I can't yeah. see that. Oh, yeah. So I, mean, I, to wrap it up, I give this movie a, a 9 out of 10, and I'm very interested in what uh, Ari Aster does next, so... Thank you guys for having me, man. This is awesome. Dude, for sure. I learned for so, sure, much stuff, so much more stuff about this movie that I missed, thanks to K-Town. And I also learned that bootleg Chris Pratt was way more of an asshole than I thought he was. Yeah, dude, he <laughs> like, sucked. Yeah, I thought, he, totally I thought he was like 80% an asshole, but I saw some good qualities, but no, he did suck. So. Yeah, yeah. All righty, guys. Well, we will be having James Brown on here again. We're actually recording an episode for sure. this Sunday. Y'all will be hearing that shit for a while. Years. But... <laughs> but, but we will have him on again, and we are very excited about that. Um, so, yeah, guys, this was a great experience. Uh, overall, I think generally positive. Uh, there's some nuances there. But as always, whether you want the movie or not, the sheer reality of our world is the good times are fucking killing us. We're, We're dead. We're dead. Son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I beat you, Mark. I beat you, motherfucker. <laughs> Got him. Look at it.